This episode of Rob is a Podcast, talking about part one of the 90 Day Fiance finale, is sponsored by our friends over at BetterHelp Online Counseling. If you're having trouble meeting your goals or difficulty with relationships or trouble sleeping, you're feeling stressed or depressed, BetterHelp is available. BetterHelp offers online professional counselors who can listen and help. Simply fill out a questionnaire to help assess your needs, and BetterHelp will match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's secure online professional counseling. BetterHelp counselors have a broad range of expertise, which may not be available in your area. Their service is available for clients worldwide. You can log in with your account anytime and send unlimited messages to your counselor. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, and everything you share is confidential. You won't have to sit in an awkward waiting room. Again, BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so it's easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp, they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and Robin's podcast listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash RHAP. Visit betterhelp.com slash RHAP and join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced BetterHelp professional. Hey everybody, what's going on? Rob Sestrino back here to talk about, oh my god, part one of a 90 day fiance reunion. And I am so excited to be back here this week with a man who I came out of the gate ranting last week, but I'm uh, just uh, just smiling ear to ear to get to talk about the 90 day fiance reunion with Mr. 90 day fiance, Puyo's Achille. I am excited, Rob. We're ready to go from the top rope now. This is kind of the fireworks we've been waiting yes. for. There's nothing better than people passing judgment on other people knowing they're about to get past judgment oh, on later. Oh, I love this so much. Uh, Puya, I have to thank you for getting me involved in 90 Day Fiance after getting to watch part one. I hope it's 10 parts. Really, uh, I love this format. Uh, this is, uh, I think, a 90 Day Fiance reunion show is my love language, I think. I, I just need <laughs> people with issues like uh, getting like basically their most uncomfortable moments brought up publicly. And then also uh, the other people like chiming in who have no business chiming in. <laughs> Pass judgment on yeah. the, on other people's business. Oh, I love this. Yeah, you're really coming in with the complete contrast tone to last week, which is phenomenal. Yeah, love it. But also, I'm surprised mm -hmm. because I just by last week it sounded like you were ready to divorce 90 Day. Now it sounds like you're ready to renew your vows with. Well, I feel like that they kept me waiting so long for this. I knew how much I was looking forward to this, and I feel like it mostly delivered. It was very, uh, very messy. It was uh, very fun, and. I feel like that I, I may just like in the future, just skip the whole seasons of 90 Day Fiance. And I, I think I may just binge watch all of the reunion shows. They're worth it. I mean, and it's going to be a good refresher for you to meet up with some of the old, yeah. like the couples from other seasons that you will see on other seasons. Because so honestly, Puya, that they're just going to bring up anything that was interesting over the course of the season anyway. 
Mm-hmm. And play. Oh, let's show you this clip. This was uh, this was the one interesting thing you did this season. Let's take a look at this. Okay, uh, great. Well, it sounds like we know who to bring on in the future installments of Ninety Days. Should you end up not watching any, like Rob, the finale's this week. Watch this, and I know you'll be there. So that'll mm-hmm. be good. Yeah, like I feel like I could just like cherry pick. Like, okay, like uh, all right, here's what's going on, and then come in in the finale. Boom. And then have uh, all these other people weighing in. Uh, I loved it. This was, uh, are they always this good? Is this an especially good finale? Yeah. I mean, like I said, they do two parters. They did three parts for the last one. Sometimes they can drag along depending on the cast and the way the show was that season and the way the cast might interact with one another. This one didn't have, like, we've had on like i'm gonna stand up and look at look you down and maybe start a fight and they divide stuff up this wasn't that level of messy but i think it was the sweet spot of you had people being critical of one another being shady to one another there was a little bit of back talking and ultimately it was very 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 well balanced so i did think that they did a phenomenal job specifically with this one as well yeah and really that 90 day bears all uh all these shows are just basically like entrapment where that they sort of like get you on there it's like ah oh, puya all right we're here with puya it's great like uh like uh and then they get you to say something and then it's really just for the purposes of like uh okay liana we have a clip for you uh we'd like you to see this this is from puya on uh, 90 day bears all uh let's roll the clip and then well uh, but <laughs> Yeah, I so obviously we say they're all dummies for being on the show because, hey, you are literally letting your person see this footage on TV. Yep. I did not think they were going to pull clips from Bears All like this. Like they on, <laughs> That's how they get like, you. Yeah, Jovi showed his whole ass and then they said, all right, send to Yara, forward the message. Wild. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was like watching Cheaters or or better yet, Temptation Island, where it's like, all right, mm-hmm. let's show you what's going on back at the other the other hotel uh, so you can see what your partner has been up to. Uh, when was this filmed? Because it seems like was the reunion show felt like it was like a day after they got done filming the show, but before any of this aired. So it's kind of, they do it. I know that they've done it where um, they'll be midway through the season. So not all mm-hmm. of it's out there. They haven't seen everything, everything. So it usually gets I think wrapped up within three weeks out of the show itself finishing off. Okay. Um, so looking at it right now, according to Stephanie Davidson or Davison, who was not there, um, some of them had tagged Los Angeles in March 2021. So it was between February to March 2021. Okay. This was February still. to March uh, 2021. So uh, that's recently. Yeah. Yeah. So typically, yeah, with, with like three weeks to the season finishing is when they'll do this to get as much, to push as much to then film and then edit in the last couple of weeks before they're going to air yeah. it. Hey, Puya, I thought that this was like, epic uh in terms of like they're all getting brought together in one place they're all meeting for the first time and then i felt like just like the mixed media of cutting between the studio footage to then Mm -hmm. cutting to the reality footage of behind the scenes of making the uh, uh, this felt like such an event yeah, they've been doing this for the last couple of seasons now where they edit it in a way where it seems so raw and like, oh, you can see the behind the scenes too. It's not just a 
edit. They let you know when they're going on break and they show all of that as well. They've definitely started doing that a lot more. And mm-hmm. I think they're better off for it because then we do get the the random little interactions in the backstage, which you usually yeah. wouldn't have seen the way you do now. It's I do like it a lot. Sort of like, you know, WWE, like going like into the locker room, like uh, mm-hmm. like outside of like, OK, we're ringside and now we're going to go backstage. And then like, uh, you know, somebody's getting hit with a steel chair in the hallway. It's like, oh, my God. So real. Yeah, no, I, I love this a lot. And I would have never thought I would want it to see Mike eating food, but I like that they put that in there in the backstage with the with the weird box lunch that they gave everybody. Yeah, who yeah. I mean, you know, I didn't get to see everybody with the COVID protocols. Uh, I, I, I love I love this. It was uh, delicious. So I'm uh, so excited to talk about this. Uh, they, all right, let's, we're going to go through this blow by blow here because there's so much to unpack. Let's do it. All right. We get to the reunion show stage and Brandon and Julia are uh, the first to arrive. Yeah. So Brandon and Julia come in. Julia's opening statement is, I love Brandon, but we still live with parents. So mm-hmm. we know immediately that hasn't changed yet. Yeah. At the, at the tail end of this season. And They're still living with the parents. In comes next Jovi and Yara. And Puya, it turns out Yara and Julia like uh are like get, spin them off into happily ever after. Uh let let's see Yara and Julia live together. Yeah, I mean they they communicate through social media and then you kind of saw they're they're not like two peas in a pod. They're friends, but they have very differing opinions yeah. that we saw throughout. But, so. By the end of the show, they're going to be on the same, the opposite sides of an issue. But it's coming in like they start off fast friends. Yeah, and I'm very okay with this. I again, these were two people who I loved during the season, mm-hmm. and I I also co-sign a spinoff for them. Give them a spinoff. Do not give literally Mike or Natalie anything else. Do not give Andrew anything else. Give them the yes. show. Yes. Um, that, hey, uh, hey, t- Tamara, this is Rob. Here's what I need you to do. Can you go to and object to Mike and Natalie <laughs> getting any more TLC shows for me? Thank you. Please just stand up at the part of the contract signing where they say, does anybody object? I need you to do that for me, okay? I think there's going to be more than one person if they did that. <laughs> if they if they let you object, we would all be standing right now. It would be heard around the world. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh so also we we learned that Julia is like super opinionated about everything. Yup. <laughs> Julia's opinionated. Yara has a lot to say, but Yara to me was more so the the foreman of the tell all to mm-hmm. me. Like just the person who was always engaged, involved, and but didn't do it in a judgmental way mm-hmm. as much as someone like Julia may have. Yeah, Julia has a comment for everything. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. The ad-libs were, were very, very much common with Julia. And I noticed this when she's talking about uh, Z-Ed, and she says that uh, that is, you know, Z-Ed is uh, just used Rebecca for green card, she thought. Like, uh, this is okay. So can I can I say I'm gonna say this now. Um, yeah. my opinions on Julia have kind of changed in the two hours they gave. She us, lost the most, I think. I would say so. So much so that I believe she went live on Instagram right after this reunion was played to kind of fix some blowback. Yes, sounds what she say. So I did not watch it. Get the um, selfie stick ready. The, yeah, I have the footnotes ready. Well, she did it with like 
she had like the heart filter where there's hearts on the cheeks and then there's hearts flying around. Um, so she definitely had her best, best um, foot forward for this. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So she's on some uh, cleanup duty after the <laughs> part one of the, of the yeah. reunion We're not talking show. animals. Yeah. Okay. Then uh, Mike comes in. And Julia also says about Mike and Natalie, uh, I don't think that that's about love. Uh, so, but I mean, she might have her finger on the pulse uh, on that one. Um, Andrew shows up. Uh, what do you want to say about what did Andrew do to his hair? I Andrew straightened his hair and he looked like he was auditioning for Charlie and the Chocolate Factory to me. Like this was, he's like wearing purple on what purple. Role? The, the, the main role. The, Charlie? The tour. Yeah, Charlie, I believe. Um, I've not watched or Willy it. Wonka. Can't tell. Willy Wonka. That's, uh, the that's the role. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, but yeah, no. I mean, Andrew. I think thinks he he's come through looking his best self, which I'm not one to judge. Mm-hmm. Good for him. Yeah. But yeah, he comes in with that same energy of I am the villain in a movie, and I will have it my way. Uh, would you say did Andrew get a blowout? Is that the the right term? I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mm-hmm. think, I don't know. I mean, his hair looks, usually his hair was ponytailed up, right? So yeah. he's like, it's, it's, you know, he's letting it sit on his shoulders. He's like, let it lay out. So I don't know. I don't know what the term is. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. <laughs> so then where's Amira? Like, oh, she's not, uh, she's not coming. Yeah, are we surprised? We're not surprised. No, I mean she was gonna. Yeah. She couldn't get to America. That was her whole story. Yeah, yeah, it'd be a big shock if she walked into California or wherever they filmed the ninety day fiance reunion. That'd be big spoilers of like, <laughs> how did you get here? <laughs> she couldn't get here. I mean, that was her whole thing. So yeah, that's not surprising. Uh, but Natalie and Mike are coming separately. Uh, that's that's weird, and that's a, a mystery that um, Sean is going to ask. Uh, Natalie about this and she won't answer you're, you're allowed to not plead the fifth I mean uh, yes apparently and the one person that's taught us this is literally Natalie no one else did this but Natalie but no um, I mean from what I felt it seems like they probably had an argument the night before and then they just didn't mm-hmm. walk into the studio together it's not like they lived separately or anything like that okay. I don't think that's the case at all Um, all right then we also hear, how about this? Uh, Natalie tells the panel, hey, just so you know, if you attack me, I will attack you back. Yeah, and, and specifically, she says the person in yellow is aggressive, indicating that Rebecca is aggressive. And Rebecca had just said, I reached out to Natalie and she never responded. So I'm worried for her. Mm-hmm. I think, well, this is a thing that happened. But yeah, no. Yeah, what's that rivalry? Nat- don't know, but what I do know is Natalie woke up and chose violence and said, mm-hmm. if any of you come at me, I will return it tenfold. She was yeah. not here for anyone's nonsense. Okay. Then we get Tariq and Hazel. They are, you know, uh, via Zoom, and they are not in the same room, Puya. Now, no. is this, do you, do you think, is it possible, was this a, like, a Puya Liana situation for uh, podcast acoustics? Uh, was it better for them to Zoom from uh, separate workstations? 
So for a segment like this, I feel like no, because it really <laughs> made it seem like they had because pro- like if the if the segment with me and Leon on a if it's a Puya and Leon on a podcast talking about their relationship, let's sit in the same room so <laughs> that it emulates that energy of like yeah. we are together. Separating yourselves indicates that there's problems. By the sounds of it, it was mostly because Tariq was worried that she would get mad at him, which I believe yeah makes sense well, given that if they talk, we know they're gonna. Like, if they have one clip, it's the minty clip. They also right? had so. a story, though, about, like, oh, uh, that there was an issue where Hazel was exposed to somebody who had COVID, and so they were self-isolating her. Right. So that was brought up. So, like, Sean asked them what's going on after, and that was his explanation of we're not here because we were in contact with someone who tested positive for COVID, so we stayed home. But then... And I thought, okay, that makes sense. And then he started going about talking about how they're now quarantined in separate rooms, which I didn't clock initially and saw it as more of a, oh, he's conveniently using this to explain it. Because if you're both exposed to it, Mm -hmm. then you're both quarantining together, question mark. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. I mean, is Hazel spending a lot of time? Like, did Hazel get a girlfriend? Like, Like, who is Hazel hanging out with? That is, you know, uh, I, I don't know. We don't, we, uh, we don't know. It sounds a little fugazi to me. Yeah, it's, it's a little bit not clear to me either, but we'll see. We, spoiler alert, there wasn't a lot of them yeah, too. they're coming uh, next it was week. Most, yeah, it was mostly Tariq reacting to half the clips that we saw, but <laughs> beyond that, their story's coming in on part Big two. time reactor, Tariq. He, I mean, he made his money on Pillow Talk with his brother he's Dean. He's a go-to so he guy. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. 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 He does a lot of like, whoa. Damn. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Ho. He. Oof. Yeah. He loves it. He loves yeah. it. And, and let me tell you, when I saw him, every time we saw him do that, I liked it. So I can't even. <laughs> no, a little, a good but reactor. it meant a lot. Good reactor yeah. guy. Okay. Uh, good. Would you say good gift guy? Yeah, I would say good gift guy. There should be more gifts of him. I feel like we don't have enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think he deserves more. Can I quickly ask you, Rob? The, yeah. So the stage had like four different shaped carpets. Did you notice this? No, I didn't. Okay, I'll send you a picture. But yeah, the the stage itself left a little bit to be desired on the on the far shots. I did not like it all that much. But hmm. I did, like you mentioned, I did enjoy seeing them show us the COVID protocols being followed and, you know, using the masks and everything. I love, I did appreciate that because yeah. it does like, for me, it's contrast to what the mass singer does, which is we're going to pretend none of this is happening mm-hmm. and, and we're going to go about it. So it's nice to see, Oh, this is the procedures they would need to use to produce television. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Uh, do you think that there was some sort of like a code with the carpets on the floor? I don't know because like one of them was circle, one of them was like rectangle, and they were all on top of each other. It just didn't make sense to me. Hmm. Yeah, I yeah. think it was like tough to block. Uh, in that, I think that I feel like that they were like separated them so much that I feel like it was sort of like the studio was like the length of a football field and sort of like trying mm. to cover everything. So, uh, I don't know. Maybe they needed to go to the uh, furniture store that uh, Jovi and Yara went to and pick up some better rugs. Yeah, she would have Snickers for Natalie. Okay, yeah, that would have been well appreciated. All right, um, all right. Sean's here with everybody, and uh, we're gonna get into everything. And, and you know, 
Sean will come to some people with some like uh, she'll warm you up with like she'll throw you a couple of softballs uh, to get started. And uh, we're asking Jovi and Yara about the baby. And uh, I'm like, I don't care about this. We you just gave us an hour and a half of them with the baby. Like we we know they're fine. fine. <laughs> Everything's fine. Fine. Yeah. Nothing. There's nothing interesting about Jovi and Yara's uh, raising of their beautiful baby. Yeah. No. Yara's there, so I know the baby's in good hands. Baby's fine. Then baby's fine. She's learned how to navigate Jovi, so I'm like, we're okay with it. We go to Brandon and Julia uh, about the house rules. And Puya, I was actually very surprised that the house rules seemingly following the marriage have not really toned down. You were surprised. Yeah, I was surprised. I would have thought that, okay, well, you're married now. Okay, a little bit like uh, let's ease up on some of the protocols. Well, I mean, that would entail Ron and Betty giving up power over Mm -hmm. them, which I don't think Ron and Betty were ready to do. Yeah. So that was never going to happen, in my opinion. Did you feel like that? It came off over the course of the show that Julia was like a bit of an exaggerator about like how bad things are there. Yes, because I think that um, what was very clear with how the cast took it and how I'm taking it now is that Julia was saying a lot of things, mm-hmm. but then she just says them and then is okay with them. She's more complacent than I think she lets on, which, you know, I think everyone is in agreement. You shouldn't be in these conditions, but. Also, Julia is continuing to follow and be okay with these conditions. So then it's like, well, you can't like you, you ultimatum to him, but clearly you've not gone through with the ultimatum. Yeah. So I think that's kind of what most of the problem there has been. Yeah. Um, we go to Andrew. We'll check in with Andrew. Uh, Andrew, want. Andrew, how are you? Uh, and he tells Sean, well, it's been a process of healing. Classic Andrew. What? Why? Yeah, he just can't say I'm dealing with like he has to use bigger words yeah. than I think he's capable of. You know, it's a process of healing for me. Uh, you know, um, I loved uh, this night for Andrew. Why? <laughs> because uh, not to cut too far ahead, because but basically like they're just like they between coming attractions and really uh, as much as I love this, you could have just watched last week's preview for this and gotten everything out of it in like a minute and 20 seconds as opposed to watching this whole two hour show. But um, the fact that Amira won't be on the stage with him, won't, won't even look at him or talk to him like it's kind of a raw deal. Like, uh, you know, she, she, like uh, th- that that's part of the 90 day fiance deal. She should be on Zoom with with that with them all um, and not make him leave the stage. That being said, I love this. <laughs> I love it. I, I'm very happy. They flew him in. They brought him out to the to the studio. He had to watch everyone else reconcile <laughs> and talk through their problems. He's like, oh, I'm going to get mine. And then they have the producer walk up to him and be like, so as per yeah. Amira's request, you need the GTFO from the stage. We're going to need you to like, leave the stage so we can talk <laughs> about you on television for a while. Um, and then you'll come back and then, um, well, I, I, don't, I don't understand. What, what is this? What is this? Um, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get to his uh, tantrum. I, I loved it. Part of me wonders, Rob, do you think that he was not cool with this because he wanted to be the first one to speak to? Do you think 
if they had said, okay, fine, you go, you won't be together, but you have your take put out there first. Do you think he would have liked that better? Mm, I don't know. Um, so if he would have gotten to speak first with no Amira, um, like, first of all, like, I think he would have known the jig is up where it was like, hey, let's talk to him and then let's not have Amira on the screen. And then mm-hmm. all right now for Amira's rebuttal, like, would she have been listening in on what he said? I don't know. Uh, so I feel like that. The, I think that they knew he was going to have like uh, a breakdown when they told him that. So I think for them, it, that was also like part of the drama to like get that reaction from him. Yeah, they were very smart to to format it. They know the what way they're doing. They, did. they know what they're doing yeah, over they on exactly. the TLC. And not for nothing, had he just agreed, I think we would have still. And I don't know if he's gonna agree. They kind of left it on like a cliffhanger. But mm-hmm. if he agrees to this, we're still. I bet you we're still gonna see him in the backstage watching this go down. Like they're not gonna say you can't watch this. Having a they're gonna make him watch it. Yeah. yeah. So he'll just be freaking out. It'll be great. It'll be great TV. By the way, uh, they really just uh, yara yara at the beginning. Uh, Stephanie and Ryan are not gonna be here uh, for for this. Uh, did they? Is that what they said? They're they're not gonna be here. Did they say? Uh, they just did they, they say anything else? They, yeah. Uh, yeah. Did they say that it was their choice or they chose not to? They said that they will not be here okay. and we wish each of them good luck. Yes. With their future okay. Or something like that. We yeah. will talk about Stephanie did post an hour long video to Instagram. We will uh, touch on that at the end of the episode to talk about some of her takeaways from uh, that. Her uh, gripes with the 90 day fiance franchise. Um, let's go to Mike and Natalie and let's we go to Mike and Natalie and uh, Sean is going to reset. Uh, the last time they were at the tell-all um, when <laughs> she asked Natalie, do you love Mike? And she did say, like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> On national TV, she was like, mm, I don't know. Okay, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but then we get to um, uh, a self-assessment. This was wild, Puya. So they came separately, we know. Uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, Natalie, with 10 being the best, 1 being the worst, how would you rate this relationship? About a 6. A 6? A 6? Did Amon give out these numbers? <laughs> if it was Amon, it would be like a fourteen, though. Amon's <laughs> more high than low, but it was nuts. I feel How like are these rate- power rankings so inflated? I hope none of you invested in Mike and Natalie because they wouldn't have invested in themselves mm. either. Unless I mean, Amon was on the stock watch that week. Exactly. Yeah, Rob. If you rate, if a waiter came up to you and said, "Hey." Um, first of all, aren't you happy the pandemic's over and we're eating inside? Yes, sure. waiter. Thank you. And then the waiter will be like, on a scale of one to ten, how are you liking your food? If you said six, they will make you a new one. They're not going to mm-hmm. be like, okay. Like that is, and they've been together, what, about a year now, right? If we consider that they were going to get married yeah. April 4th. Yeah, they're close, closer to 11 months since the marriage. She says six. Mike, with all his optimism, says seven. Mm. Where they're landing. Yeah. yeah it, and and Rob, she's not wearing the engagement ring. It's 
<laughs> what did you make of that reason? So, well, hold on. Well, you skipped over Mike's uh, scale of one to ten. He he won up to he went seven a yeah. seven out of ten. I mean, ask me on a given day how happy am I? Like, uh, if it uh, that we're lucky if we get the seven. You're lucky if you get to seven. <laughs> seven is very good. Seven is, I mean, seven is very, is very good. Like you get me on the right day. I'll get to eight, nine or 10, but an average day, seven, I take that. Mike and I Natalie, I've seen seven. You are no sevens. This relationship is a negative seven. Yeah, I was more focused on the fact that six and seven are four and three away from 10, but I didn't realize that they're six away from one and their behavior is closer to that than it is to there's so zero. Yeah, they're not treating each other like it's a six either. A six. No. <laughs> they didn't come close to a six. No, not even. Stop it. Who'd- on the panel, who do you think would is closer to a six on from the other couples? Um, I mean, I think that um, uh, Brandon and Julia, uh, they seem like that they're, you know, six-ish, seven-ish. Uh, I mean, mm. they have their issues, but you never felt like they're going to break up at some point over the course of the season. You didn't feel like that they're having problems, but, you know, that they're you know, in a good relationship. Even like Rebecca and Zied, like you didn't really feel like that they were going to like, um, they weren't like into each other. That's a, you know, six, seven. Yeah. They could, Rebecca and Zid could even be an eight, but yeah, I mean, out of all the couples, if there was a couple that just had problems on problems and looked like they weren't even going to end up together, it's Mm -hmm. them. So, and then they can't, again, I can't get over the fact they came into the studio separately. Yeah. They're not willing to discuss why that is at all. She's like, and and six and seven just doesn't fit for them at all. <laughs> at all. Nuts. Yeah. Um, Puya, so I'm looking at this uh, wide shot with all the the rugs here. Mm-hmm. So if I had to guess what's going on here. So uh, there's sort of this like hardwood floor that's part of the set. But I think that they needed to spread everybody out for COVID so much that they had to put them like mm-hmm. further back into this studio than, oh. they're, than they're used to. And so I think that that panel, that wood paneling, that wood flooring, I think is going ends uh, in probably an awkward spot. So I think they sent some PA to go pick up some area rugs to sort of hide that the flooring has ended. That's smart. That makes more sense than I thought it might be like they're covering the wires for like some of the tech to spread around. Yeah, that's also possible that 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 could be an issue uh, as well. But I just think that like, is is that the normal 90 day uh, bears all set? Like I just bet like in a normal, like uh, the way they use the set, I think they're, they're just like much closer to like the front of the studio. Yeah. I hadn't thought they're definitely closer on other seasons than this. I think they needed all that space. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, So, yeah, Mike just says, uh, yeah, we just need to, you know, work on the relationship a little bit. Uh, so uh, the, we're, we're, we're pretty close to a 10. This is pretty close to a perfect relationship. Uh, but you brought up the ring. You brought up the ring of like, uh, uh, Sean, very astutely. Uh, Natalie, I know that you're not wearing the ring. Uh, she says, yeah, yeah uh, could get stolen. Didn't want it to get stolen. 
do you buy this? Let's first no, ask, do you buy this? Okay, not good. at all. Listen, like, it's not like that Mike went out and got her, like, the Hope Diamond, where somebody, <laughs> Natalie's going to be in the street and somebody's going to say, oh my God, that's that, that ring is uh, worth so much money. Like, I'm sure the ring is not that great to begin with. Nobody wants Natalie's cursed ring, except Natalie. No. Well, why does like didn't like four people, five people raise their hands and say we think that that's like that They're makes being sense? Nice. Like, okay, good, but that was in a little yeah. bit of too much for me as well. No, there's a better this chance is- Uncle Bo is going to steal it and pawn it while she's gone. <laughs> yeah, the call's coming from inside the house, Natalie, or inside <laughs> the shed, as it is. Um. I feel like for all the fight she put to get this ring back, I would have never imagined she would take it off unless there's a problem, which there clearly yeah, is. It clearly is. Okay. Yeah. Um, could we do something that we do not normally do? Where where could we talk about like a talk about spoilers about the future of like things things that have come up in the tabloids uh, that have not come up yet on Ninety Day Fiance and ask people to skip ahead for sixty seconds uh, if they do not want to hear this. Absolutely, I love this. Yeah, I think that obviously while the season's going on and there's future episodes coming. We avoid, I avoid looking at stuff as well to not mm-hmm. get spoiled on the outcomes yeah. of what's going on. But, but the if, show's over. Okay. So if, yeah. if, if you are that spoiler reverse, uh, if you could give uh, Puya and I a, a mere 60, a mere 60 seconds to, uh, mm-hmm. to chat here, starting in three, two, one. Yeah, they're not together. They're not together. Yeah. So, like they're divorced. They, they, this is in the news. Like that, uh, they're they're separated. Yeah, and here's the worst part, Rob. They're gonna be on happily ever after. They're literally gonna be on the next season. Yeah. So why? <laughs> why, are you doing- why are they telling us they're a six and a seven? They're lying. All Mike does is eat steak and lie, Rob. We know this. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. He doesn't do anything else. So. I don't know what they're doing. Like she's not wearing a ring. They're coming separately. They're not together. Like they have yeah. filed for a divorce. This was in the news. This wasn't even like that. We like like I, you get an alert on your phone uh, that this is not like that. This was like investigative journalism. No, and this is a good time to talk about. I hate Google for that reason because <laughs> I'll get notifications of like. You like 90 days, so here's spoilers. It's like, hey, uh, no, I, I lock myself away from okay. this. All right, our 60 yeah. seconds are up. All right, welcome back to everybody. Okay, we, had to, we got that off our chest, everybody. Yeah. Okay. Everything's good. We're good to go Everything's now. Everything's good. We hate yeah. Google alerts. Like, so, yeah, so it's that um, you just get alerts about stuff. It's like, uh, why are you telling me this? Yeah, it's so, it's like if I search it, that means you don't need to bring it to me. I will search it. So you giving me the spoilers for WrestleMania when I wasn't asking for it, Google, not appreciative, especially when I wasn't watching it live. So, mm-hmm. yeah, Google be Googling. Let's just say that. Yeah. You know, like I can't like unless it's like an imminent danger to me, like uh, don't alert me. No, I'm fine. Please don't. I'm fine. OK, <laughs> I was doing something and now I got to go look stuff up. OK. All right. Then. <laughs> um. They ask uh, Mike, "Why did you call off the wedding?" That's my uh, that's my Sean uh, serious. Sean, yeah, but it's uh, you know it's just like it's more the tone than an impression. Just like Mike, why did you call off the wedding? Uh, he's like, yeah, just 
wasn't feeling it. It was just, <laughs> you know, just, just, you know, cold feet. It was just nervous. It was a thing. Um, we find out that Natalie accused Mike once again of cheating the night before. Did yeah. Mike go out? Now, this is this is odd, Puya, that he, I guess, disappeared without telling her all through the night and and was gone. Like, like this isn't even like a Jovi situation of like, yeah, I'm going to be out with my friends. Just got one more night. I'm just going to go out and get to hang out and have a few drinks or whatever. Like, Mike disappears. Like, uh, like I, I mean, for all she knows, the aliens got him at this point. <laughs> and... It's like four o'clock in the morning, and Mike, where were you? Driving. Like he doesn't even have like a good alibi, Puya. Nah, he Uncle Bo didn't even know where he was. And Uncle Bo knows everything, Mm -hmm. so you know he's full of it. No, I mean, uh, I mean, he said he drove to close to the water. It was like six miles away for about six hours. You stood there, pondered everything, looked at the water. And I was like, I don't think you're like, like you were in- pondering when you go stare at a pond for six hours. I mean, it is. That's <laughs> what Mike would have said. If you asked him right here, right now, there is no world where Mike would just stand in wilderness like that and not shoot off fireworks, or like <laughs> you know, like put something on a grill. Like there's no way he did this solo. I just don't buy it. Like mm-hmm. there's no way. So now did he go and have a whole bachelor party? I don't think so. But I don't know what he was doing. Mm-hmm. But also, like, this is Natalie's MO where all she does is eat carrots and accuse him of cheating. So, like, they kind of both operate in this way of they they have their isms and they keep continuing to do yeah. them. But I don't know. I don't know if I buy that he, he was, like, out and about cheating. But I don't know what he was doing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean that in fairness, like um, this is the kind of thing that a person who is contemplating his options of send Natalie back to Ukraine or spend the rest of your life with Natalie, like uh, that could cause you to do some real soul searching. I maybe, but do you, does he seem like the type of guy to be searching for soul? Like, do you think he's mm-hmm. that guy? I don't know if he is though. I don't know. It is a weird story. Uh, but what incensed me during this was freaking Jovi is butting in on that. Like, Hey, can't do that. That's messed up. And you know, what do you think? Like Jovi, this is all you do. Nobody like, asked he, you, Jovi. <laughs> he pulled one out of your playbook. How are you going to give him smack for this? Like you did this twice. You did this before your wedding and before the birth of your child. Like how are you going to talk about anything? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. And they tell us uh, coming up later, we'll have more from Mike and Natalie that you won't believe. Oh my god. Yeah. More in this episode. More next week. I was like, enough. Like you really like think we want them and they're the poster for the season they're not stop this please mm-hmm. i beg i beg you no they're gonna keep it going they're gonna keep it going till all the animals that uh julie has to take home take care of come home it's enough you really please stop it let's go back to jovi and yar another segment with them because we're gonna talk about the stripper scene from jovi's bachelor party and so um they're showing this clip and somehow Yara has never seen this, which 
calls into question like when when was this filmed? Like is this like before this episode aired or does she not watch the episodes? No, no. They all watch their episodes. There is oh, no world where Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. She I'm I'm pretty sure this episode hadn't pulled up yet because this is what three episodes old, maybe four episodes old at most. Um, which if we follow the timeline of somewhere in February, March, she might not have seen it. Cause I don't think this was that, that old. Okay. Um, cause did we watch, did we talk with, um, uh, did we talk with Reem for that episode? I feel like potentially? no Reem would have been shot out of the cannon for, uh, the, uh, the bachelor party. All right. Uh, well, I remember Reem giving it to Jovi. So, um, <laughs> that, but like, that's not a, a tough thing to do. Yeah. Okay. So maybe it wasn't, it wasn't that long ago because they left for the wedding. Uh, I don't know. Time's a flat circle. Um, and so, um, who knows? But anyway, so then Yara is crying and, um, you know, that, uh, there's some question about, you know, what is a lap dance? What is, uh, is it even Sean that asks like, uh, what happens at a private dance? Yeah. Yeah. Sean wanted to get to the bottom of it. And Nir asked the whole stage before settling on Tariq mm-hmm. to answer the question for yeah. us because Joe jokes for days really, for, for yeah. Tariq. Yeah, I genuinely thought he was going to explain it, and then he went sideways with it. Yeah, so. and then but then he like confused a lot of people on the panel when he's like, "It's just people talking about politics," and uh, and then th- that w- that was very confusing, um, and then. You know, basically, uh, Jovi says it's it's not a big deal in America. It happens all the time. No big deal. Yeah. Why is everyone being upset? It's not a big thing. It's oh, my favorite Jovi thing is it's in the past. So like we can't do anything about it. Move on. Like, mm-hmm. Just don't do it. How about that? Yeah. Um, Julia, <laughs> she is like, hey, look. Nothing wrong with strippers. Nothing wrong with this. So she's she's like comes to the fence of the strippers, but then says that she would kill Brandon if he goes to see the strippers. And she says this multiple times. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, this is fine, but if you did it, I'd kill you. I was mm-hmm. like, Julia, like, first of all, does Brandon look like he's gonna go anywhere and do anything without your permission? No. Like yeah. you are fine. Brandon um, very quickly uh is like, Oh, I've never been to a strip club. He's not hooked up to the lie detector. <laughs> yeah, no, he's not hooked up to it, but I believe him. Given the way he I do lived, not. you don't, you think he's been? I think he's been, yeah. I don't know. He doesn't seem like he would have been. I feel like he's like the type of guy who would have needed a permission slip from Betty before. He <laughs> perhaps, perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess it's, I guess it's possible. Um, but... Ziad also uh, seems very curious about what's going on there. Yeah. So how do, what is this? How do you do this? Mm-hmm. Respect. All right. Ziad. Yeah. Um, all right. Jovi, he just thinks it's normal. It's not a big deal. Uh, we go to then. All right. Uh, Jovi appeared on 90 day bears all and took a lie detector and they asked him on the lie detector. Have you ever slept with a stripper? He says, No. They say this is a lie. Uh, Tariq is beside himself. Like, uh, like, why would you let yourself be hooked up to a lie detector? Yeah, Tariq's approach was, "Come on, man, why, why? Like, this is self sabotage that you did here." Mm-hmm. Which, 
in all honesty, with someone like a, like a Jovi, yes, it was 100% a mistake, but he went for it. And I, I was, I couldn't believe they showed this footage, but I was so excited that they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, it's no fun seeing Yara upset. Uh, they bring Gwen in. Gwen is also like, Jovi, what are you doing? What is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. My favorite part was, Gwen, uh, um, Sean asking, "What would you say to him, or do you have anything to say?" And she's like, "Not that I can say on TV." Mm-hmm. I'm just disappointed. And I was like, "Oh, he's gonna get it when when they're off air." Let so. the family down. So yeah, uh, no lie detectors uh, for you. How many how many drinks do you think that they gave Jovi on Ninety Day Bears All before he accepted the idea of being on a lie detector? I think quite a few because literally when they walked into this city he's like where are the drinks like he is like he expected there to be Bev so there's a chance that he was given a couple on the way in last time that he's like oh he's expecting this now I just thought I'd have a couple of drinks with my friends before I got to go to my last uh, 90 day fiance reunion show for the season I just thought they'd give me one um, but no no, uh, they want they want Jovi uh, stone cold sober. Although maybe, maybe that would have been like uh, good producing on their part to really like loosen him up. Yeah, it's very possible with 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 this man either either direction. But I, there's no world where you knew the minute the lie detector came out that Jovi was going to give us good content, and it worked out. Okay. Worked out. Um, we do a Brandon and Julia segment, and then um, they. Talk about Brandon inviting Julia to uh, come live with him uh, with the parents. Uh, Tariq says that uh, he let Virginia down. Is that's like, wow, I didn't understand this. I don't understand <laughs> this. I, I mean, I know they're both from the area and, and this is just an indication that Tariq doesn't ride with the way Brandon mm-hmm. handled himself. But yeah. Okay, Tariq, but did you let Virginia... Are you saying you're not letting Virginia down? No, (laughs) he's representing. Apparently. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, (laughs) We'll see. And then freaking Jovi, again, every time Jovi butts into anybody else's relationship, he's like, I wouldn't even brought a yard. If I live with my parents, I wouldn't have uh, brought it. Like, oh, you're Mr. Responsible, Jovi. Yeah, you with the furniture that was broken when she walked in the door. Like, that was the better alternative to living with your parents, of course. But we had a little bit of a revelation. Uh, Brandon, I guess, found an apartment that was not up to Julia's standards. Mm-hmm. And I think this is kind of where we start seeing, oh, so you were, you kind of set yourself up to be living with them, which is the problem. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, so apparently Brandon found a place that she thought was not great. She didn't like it and didn't want it. So then the other alternative was, well, we got to like collect more money and do this later. Um, So that's the thing that happened. I feel like I'm inclined, especially if the alternative was go to the farm. I feel like I will take my risk with whatever like dwelling Brandon has found. It couldn't be that bad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, And so uh let's see uh they end up uh talking about uh getting ron and betty involved uh with this uh was was betty meddling uh too much in uh what was going on there yes 
I there is no world where I can see Betty and Ron and be like, no, you know what? Fair game. No, they mm-hmm. definitely Betty been meddling. I like that they showed that cl- specific clip of her as well uh, during this episode. But no, I think that there was a little bit of Betty and Ron control here. She because like Brandon talks about this apartment. Julia says, no, I don't feel it. Of course, Betty's going to would have swooped in and said, well, they just stay here. We'll we'll give her this room. We have this set up. It'll mm-hmm. be good. This Betty will always be involved if Brandon is involved. This is we know for certain. Yeah. Um, so they get into like a little bit of a discussion about uh, taking care of the animals. Uh, Rebecca is uh, very opinionated about this. Yeah, Rebecca, not a fan of the animal care that mm-hmm. goes into the arrangement for uh, Julia and Brandon. Mm-hmm. Um, and they get into a little bit about, like, did Julia play it up? I felt like that the panel was sort of turning on Julia in this moment. I felt like that this is where it was getting away from her. Yeah, I think that the reason this happened is because of the fact that with Julia... Um, it seemed again the whole complacency of it like oh you said you would never do this and you hated the animal cleaning stuff but you're still doing it so then you are okay with it so then you can't complain about it I think that's kind of where they were coming from my favorite line of the episode comes in this segment with Yara where Yara's like if you're still cleaning these animals for free then you need to apply for a work visa because you shouldn't you should be getting paid to do Mm -hmm. this Uh, which I thought was the best line of the episode. And then obviously Betty retorts with, well, we could pay her. Well, then you could start paying rent. Like, uh, Like, all right, take it easy. Yeah, like back off. Yeah. Because you know they know their image is not great because Sean starts off by telling Ryan Betty, you've been taking quite a bit of a backlash. Mm -hmm. So then why are you doing this, Betty? Let Mm -hmm. it, like, let it go away. What's the rent for a uh, one-room on the farm uh, with paint cans. Well, what, what are yeah. you charging for the rent there? With paint cans, mm-hmm. with barn animals, with crickets in a bin with eggshells in it. Oh, and, and a hot tub, which requires you to be naked, whether you, are, you want to be naked or not. Um, I feel like give me, what, 700 maybe? Because mm-hmm. like the room's not that big. And if it's like, I'm not getting the whole place, I'm getting just the room. Six, seven, maybe five, five to seven hundred, depending on utilities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Then um, we get into like the birth control of it all, and um, Betty wants to clear up the the birth control issue. She was just saying that she wanted Julia to talk to her doctor. Um, then this is the one time that Nicole started yelling during the episode. Oh, okay. So. I want to make sure I know in what regard. Yeah. When, when Julia talked about, she doesn't want birth control because she has a friend who one time she had birth control and now she can't have children. And that was when uh, Nicole started yelling. Sounds like Nicole was not okay with, or not happy with Julia's explanation. Mm -hmm. of the situation. Yeah. She doesn't like that. She doesn't like that. uh, Where people have uh, sort of like, Oh, I I have a friend who this was, and this is uh, my opinion. She, the Nicole wants you to lean on the science. Yeah. What Liana's very, that's what you and I have in common. One of, one of the, one of the many things we have uh, scientific spouses. Yes, yes, we do. Um, and and it it comes up a lot more often than you'd think, for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. Um, do Brandon and Julie have a dog now? Why do I care about this? Because uh, because sometimes 
Julia feels like she wants a baby. But now that they have a dog, and I can't finish this sentence because the minute she says this, Yara and Jovi are all over them of like, mm-hmm. that's not the same. That is not what I was like. I don't think they were going to say it's the same, but I'm curious what she was going to say. I think she was going to say that they have a dog now and that's made her realize that they are not prepared to upgrade to like mm-hmm. having a yeah. child in the home. Yeah, there was a little friction there with uh Yara and Julia about like uh, Yara's like hey you better have the birth control because if you don't then you can have a baby and then uh, Julia's like were you ready for a baby and it's like well you can't even take care of the dog <laughs> so she this is why we need them to be a series because they have friction between them but they're still mm-hmm. friends and I, I ultimately think it'd be fun or at the very least if they're gonna do pillow talk for future seasons put these two together for that yeah. I'd be okay with that okay um then, how about this one from, uh, let's go back to uh, Mike's mom, Trish. <laughs> Trish the Dish is back. Uh, she's been uh, eating sticks of butter, <laughs> getting ready. And then... Is this the first, wait, you just called her Trish the Dish. Is this new? No, I think that hey, that's anybody that's Trish. They get Trish the Dish. Okay. <laughs> it just makes sense that this one talked about butter. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Proceed, and then uh, Tamara. Tamara is uh, gets, gets a lot of uh, screen time here. Surprisingly, mm-hmm. more than some other people, like more than Hazel did on the show on the night. So odd choices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. All right. We get back to this Mike's bachelor party. Like, I feel like that we need like lawyers uh, here to like really like, not to say that Sean's not doing a great job, but I feel like that we're like, uh, you know, letting people off the hook. I feel like easily about Natalie says Tamara said that Mike was at a bachelor party on the night in question, the night he went missing. Tamara says she does not recall saying that Mike was at a bachelor party. Yeah. So this was kind of like a game of telephone because and the way I took it was in speaking and speculating, Tamara said, well, maybe he went to some friends and had like had kind of his bachelor party without like saying concretely that happened. But then when this is brought up, Tamara says, I never said such a thing. And Natalie brings it up again. Oh, did you not say this? And then Tamara says, well, I could have said it. But I don't recall saying it, which makes Mm -hmm. no sense to me. Yeah, it's a bad spot for her because, you know, Mike's still her neighbor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No matter what happens, she's not moving out of Squim. She's going to be his neighbor regardless. Mm -hmm. So she's got to take his side over over Natalie's for the future because Mike is the one who has all the land and is her neighbor. So I I wouldn't want to be neighbors with Mike where Mike's mad at me. I would yeah. I just feel like that wouldn't be a good setup for me. So we go to Trish and Trish. I was a little surprised here because uh, Trish like is basically not, you know, hiding anything anymore at this point. She is here to bury Natalie. She definitely did not hold any punches. Yeah. She does not like her. Natalie denounced the butter theory, and <laughs> since then Trish has not been the same. So mm-hmm. yeah, um, and so Trish says Mike called her and said he was going to buy Natalie a ticket back to the Ukraine to Ukraine, and uh, Mike denies that. Mm, no, I don't, this doesn't sound right. Uh, I don't think I 
uh, I don't think that was me. I don't think that I did that. <laughs> Definitely was him. Uh, 100% believe Trish. <laughs> and uh, it was days before the wedding. And Mike's like, that's weird because I don't think I would have done that days before the wedding. I mean, I was planning on marrying Natalie the whole time. So uh, that's, 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 that's mm, I don't know. It was just that one day, Rob. That mm-hmm. one day that he said, "No, I'm not marrying. I can't marry her today." Every other day before that and after, he wanted to marry her. So yeah. And so then we find out that Tamara reveals Trish asked her to stand up at the wedding, and when the person who was officiating the wedding said, "Does anybody here object?" Trish wanted. Tamara to object, which got a great damn out of uh, Tariq. I love that so much. I we we talked about this very thing a couple weeks ago, maybe a month ago at this point. Of like, no one wants this. Do they even do this anymore? I guess Trish thought they did because she had prepared someone or tried to get someone to do it. It was very clear. Tamara said, "I had no intentions." Yeah, of doing it. I mean, I I really don't think that they <laughs> that they do that. They, I don't recall them saying it at mine. So mm-hmm. that's a recent one I can I can think of that I definitely do not think happened at. So, I mean, because w- before, if someone object, what is the protocol there? If someone objects, do they like the wedding doesn't get canceled, right? It just yeah. proceeds. Yeah, here's an article uh, from Mental Floss. Uh, what happens if someone actually objects during a uh, a wedding ceremony? Uh, they say in real life, 11th hour objections is thankfully uh, less common, though not unheard of. Um, so it's not illegal to speak up. Uh, but uh, these days, uh, potential problems come to light when the couple is seeking a marriage license. If someone did object at a wedding, it's pretty much up to the officiant to decide on how to deal with it. Uh, wedding officiant Pamela Henry told Reader's Digest that it's customary to halt the proceedings, pull the person to the side, and discuss the reason uh, without an audience, unless it's a legal matter. Uh, so it's almost like a booth review of like, all right, let's uh, let's okay, we have a objection to the wedding on the field. Let's talk. Let's talk it through. And then I don't think that they can stop. I think they can just throw the challenge flag and then mm-hmm. like have their like uh, voice heard. See, I like this, but only if the officiant comes back and does the NFL referee style of like purple dress objected on account of uh, whatever mm-hmm. play continues. All right. And then just picks up where, where yeah. they left off on the on the ceremony. Well, I think that the move would be then you would need like an army, like come up, show up with your whole squad and you just filibuster this wedding into oblivion of like, yeah. uh, I object like, all right, all right, let's bring Let's hear the objection. Okay. Uh overruled okay uh i object to like okay and just like you know see how long you keep it going that would be levels of petty that i don't think like could you imagine being a guest at a wedding where that happens at you're like i was supposed to leave at nine like i Mm -hmm. can't be here all night that's not happening so what's going on but what an awkward situation for tamara to be tamara said she flat out said no but imagine if she went through with this could you imagine does anybody object to this wedding uh yes, uh I actually have the objection. Uh it's not my objection. This is actually uh I'm I'm giving somebody else but in fairness also this is something that my wife would make me do where that uh sometimes that she puts me in charge of like you tell this person what I I, I don't I'm 
I'm not doing that. I don't want to tell this person. Like, uh, no, you tell them exactly what I'm saying. I'm like, uh, I don't want to be in this spot. I don't want to tell this person. Um, you know, often like I, I get like chosen to deliver harsh words that, uh, and you tell them and don't tell them that I'm saying this. This is your saying this. And like, is this a, like a conversation or a situation that, you are the primary person in or you are being brought in to be like the the messenger almost no it's usually something like um like i'm pretty like indifferent on uh most things but this is like uh somebody like uh somebody did something wrong or or it's like one of the kids where it's like uh you tell them that you're mad at them for this like uh eh, that's you know, it, it's uh, so like I, I could see Nicole asking a third party to object at a wedding for her. Mm-hmm. But 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 then she wouldn't like do it herself. She couldn't be there. Like she had like maybe okay. some other commitment. And, and in fairness to Trish, you know, there was uh, she she would have been there herself if it wasn't for. COVID. Yeah. Oh, man. Do you think the producer? Like, I wish she was there because she would have definitely objected. That yes. would have been a scene. With, yeah, yes. that would have been great. Yes. Um, although I feel like that maybe without COVID, like Natalie would have been able to just fly home. Like, I think that part of the problem she didn't Ooh. leave was that she was sort of blocked from returning to Ukraine. And yeah, she just couldn't go to the airport early, I guess. Right. So be, whereas a normal, regular day to day, she mm-hmm. just showed up at the airport or went to a restaurant or something and waited it out until the morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And uh, Trish uh, does wish that they didn't get married also. Yeah, Trish holding no punches. Like this is like Trish, your like your your son has gone through with this and is on TV now. Maybe you don't you don't say that on mm-hmm. TV. Like, yeah, it's, it's ship a sail. Um, then uh, we get this great scene where we follow the action backstage, Puya, where we follow Mike and Natalie coming in with their box lunch, and they sit down. Natalie just walks off. Yep, she doesn't speak to him at all and just completely leaves. I tried to get a good look at what was in this box lunch. Yep. I saw like a clamshell with a sandwich in it mm-hmm. and like a side salad and a bottle of water. Yeah. So there's not, not a big spread. <laughs> the 90 Day Fiance subreddit had a funny meme of basically it was like the Fry Festival food <laughs> that they had. <laughs> yeah, which whose food were you at? The Fire Festival or freaking 90 days spread here mm-hmm. not great not great yeah um all right we do a rebecca and ziad uh segment this wasn't too spicy uh but this is a lot of talk about uh rebecca and ziad and uh what they look like personally um rebecca did do uh a lot of uh i i I, again uh this is not my area of expertise it wasn't wasn't botox but it was something else uh too bad stephanie wasn't here this is stephanie's wheelhouse yeah she would have known exactly what's going she could have spoken on this yeah we got uh, some some injection for rebecca she looks so great now i bet the castmates would have gotten some skin envy discounts too Mm-hmm. If, the, if they ended on a good here's a hundred dollar bill for snacks at the skin <laughs> concierge <laughs> yeah um but yeah rebecca she's getting like all this uh she's getting like um uh shots lip injection uh she had like a uh tummy tuck and 
Uh, Z Ed's getting a tummy tuck also. Like, wasn't part of their storyline over the course of the season was that they had no money and that they needed to live potentially with Tiffany and Micah? Yeah, well, the Tiffany and Micah was till they find an apartment, yeah. right? I think was the case. But and then they. How many cameos are they doing where, like, uh, I feel like that these are these people, I feel like, are, are, uh, like, really like um i'm happy that i'm happy if they're happy i'm just wondering mm-hmm. like uh i feel like that who's financing uh the, like these uh, makeovers I, I don't know but yeah it was very clear that rebecca wanted to get this work done mm-hmm. she did and she looked great she looked great mm-hmm. and zied said yeah i might do the stomach and then he was like, yeah, I'm going like he rebecca explained like he's going to the gym but like you might want it faster and then he's like Listen, I can't stop eat pizza. I'm sorry. And I was like, that's a mood. <laughs> yeah. I subscribe to this. I get you. I feel you. But that, because this whole, like, Rebecca talking about this opens up the conversation about elective surgeries. Yes. And this is, again, where the Yara and Julia relationship is tested, which I did like seeing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so... <laughs> Uh, Julia is like uh, Julia is very anti-surgery again but Julia is uh, you know also you, you wonder like uh, what other things uh, does Julia not believe in uh, birth control then you don't you can't have kids if you do birth control then uh, why you have surgery uh, why you know like why don't you just go to the gym so Julia is uh, very anti any sort of uh, plastic surgery yeah, yeah, and and it's not even because you everyone is entitled to an opinion on like I don't like this, I don't prefer this. If you don't prefer something, that is fine. It is the way in which she spoke of it, which was the big problem, and I would say I didn't like it as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, where she was like, like Rebecca makes a clear point of you can't have you know if you lose weight and you have loose skin, you can't remove this loose skin unless you do elective yeah. surgery. Sure. Which is 100% the case. And then Julia's like, no, just go gym. Just eat healthy. Like, you can do that. That's available to you. And I was like, mm-hmm. I don't know none of your business, mm-hmm. Julia. Like, yeah. focus on your own backyard right now. <laughs> yeah. As in, like, the animals they have to clean up after. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So they brought in Tiffany and Micah, and uh, they were pretty harmless. I kind of thought that they were going to come in and uh, show their whole ass. They were, they were fine. Uh, what's with Micah's look now, though? Like, what's going on there no yeah he's doing too much yeah. i distinctly felt like watching that and thought did you you were told you're going to be on tv weren't you because like this is a new look you're debuting i didn't quite like it yeah i just but don't know again, what's going on here yeah is he auditioning for something i can't tell is his hair blue now tell. it's like it's like a it's like a blonde blue I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not, I'm, I don't not know. Sure. I'm not sure. I don't know exactly what he's going for here, Micah. I don't know. He kind of looks like. Well, Tiffany looks he... nice. Yeah, she looks. She looked fine. She looked fine. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's the combination of the hair, and then the mustache being so accented, and then like the chin beard. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, it was a choice wild. that he he went with. Yeah. Yeah. Good for him. Then he likes it. We got to uh, talking about Hannah. We reset this Hannah story. Rebecca, she will go to her grave saying that uh, she is trying to steal her man. Yeah, again, 
Rebecca, you literally, you chose to read it that way. Like, I like that. And here's the worst part. She made me agree with Tiffany and Micah where they were like, yeah, I, I thought that was just ho- Southern hospitality. I was like, that's genuinely what it sounded like. This girl was literally like, oh, this person moved from like continents to be here. Mm-hmm. I have a truck. My family can offer up. That's fine. But the way in which she's clearly against it and pushes Ziet to like also speak against it. It's like, Rebecca, this was not that deep. It never needed to be that deep. And, and you need to, you know, you need to stop. I, it's very clear, though, based on the way they, her and Ziet interact, based on the way she's given us confessionals. She is someone who yeah. feels insecure about the age gap in her relationship. And they ask Zied some questions, which I'm not sure necessarily like Zied understands like the questions that he is asked over this. Because they, they're sort of like uh, making us feel like, um, Zied, did you want Rebecca to look younger when you saw her? And she's like, classic Zied is like, yeah, yeah. You know, um, but then, you know, he he always is like talking about how like uh, Rebecca looks so good. Rebecca is so sexy. So I, I don't think that he quite is like uh, like I think they're trying to make it into a thing that he's like unhappy with how she looks. Yeah, I think well, the way he speaks on it, right, the words he uses implies that he cares and like he cares in the way that like he wanted her to do this. But he says that she looks more younger and more sexy. And that immediately comes off as like, oh, wow, so she wasn't young mm-hmm. looking. She wasn't sexy, Zied. And I think all of us can safely say that Zied very clearly loves the relationship he's been in and has had no problems with it. But what he means by that is he is supporting Rebecca's decision and is standing by her and, you know, still thinks that she looks amazing. Mm-hmm. I, I, at least that is how, you know, I've had interactions with people like Ziad. I've had interactions with the language barrier from Arabic to English. So I kind of interpreted it the way I believe he wants it interpreted. But I know that if you just look at the bare bones English, it does not look great. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really have problems with this. I had kind of more problems with the with the talking about Hannah stuff that he did. Mm-hmm. Um, but even there, I feel like if you had a tra- if Adam, the translator from 90 Day the Other Way was there, maybe we'd get a better, clearer picture. But maybe, I don't know, maybe that got lost in translation. But yeah, mm-hmm. Ziad being given opportunities to speak monologue is is not great for him, I feel like, in these situations. Yeah. So... Uh, we get into a fight that Rebecca and Ziad had the night before the wedding, which I didn't really understand what the what the fight was about. Um, I don't know. Like he said something to her, and uh, or she, and he didn't think it was funny, and then she got naked and got in the hot tub, and then he didn't go in. So he made the joke that the place kind of looked like a horror house. Yeah, he like, like and he likes it. He likes movie. that. Yeah, and then she didn't like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was very, we know that Rebecca really loved the place they got, right? Yeah. right? She wanted this venue. So I think he made a joke. She didn't like it. And then she was waiting for him at the hot tub in the nude. And mm-hmm. he did not join, which made her upset. Uh, I think it's just a classic case of she pictured that trip going a specific way. And once he brought comedy and and stupid jokes into it she was like this is supposed to be romantic what are you doing mm-hmm. like, this isn't like, yeah this isn't a frat house like don't be treating but it then he way. was less stubborn and he didn't want to go uh to the hot tub it's petty it's petty, mm-hmm. petty nonsense right there yeah. yeah um all right then we get to andrew and amira and then we find out amira only agreed to do this if she doesn't have to see or hear 
Andrew Puya. Why didn't we look for that deal when we started podcast? I'm like, hey, I'll podcast 90 Day Fiance, but only if I don't have to see or hear Andrew the whole time. Well, we didn't know, right? We didn't know we were going to meet Andrew. Now that we've met him and we've seen his whole ass, now we know moving forward, mm-hmm. we have a, we will both be getting a non-Andrew clause <laughs> in our in our 90 day speaking contracts. If it ever, if he ever pops up on a season, that's a hiatus. Yes. That's easy. But yeah, no, I, I thought this was, here's the thing, right? Amira doesn't want to deal with him. I think that is more than fair. She has dealt with this guy more than anyone else. So if she doesn't want to talk to him, she doesn't have to talk to him. I feel she like that's have a to. fair request. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, where does this resolve next week will andrew sit back down it will be he, he be is he allowed to watch the monitor there's no world where they weren't gonna let him watch he's gonna watch he's for sure gonna watch because it's one of those things where what are they gonna wait till his reactions are privately done in his own home mm-hmm. with no one there is no, he allowed to watch the to episode see. I mean, I don't, there's no way that's a contract thing, right? He, he just watches it and doesn't tell anybody easily. So, no, they're definitely going to make let him see it at the very least. Mm-hmm. So I think that he's I'm sorry, gonna, Andrew. Like, uh, it's not our call. Uh, Mira has requested that we blindfold you and then put noise-canceling headphones on you. It's it, This isn't our call. It's just that this is what she... So I just want to comply with her wishes. So if you don't mind, can we put the blindfold? Like, uh, 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 I'm not doing that. <laughs> yeah i he's gonna so first of all he's a big baby okay he's a big baby the way he got up and walked away when they said per her request we have to you have to get you to leave he's like i'm just gonna go home why can't i engage in this conversation and he's like all right so can i get the mic guy and then can i get a ride back to my hotel it's like how about you don't make the demands andrew how about you don't get to go hollywood on us here mm-hmm. but no he said it was not unfair it was unfair and it's not his style to do mm-hmm. it this way i don't know what his style is like comp <laughs> like, it's just not me no yeah i'm just not feeling it so close contact manipulation and so <laughs> i will say this so these give you i'm gonna give you know the reunion gave us a peek into the backstage of how this works. Let me give you a peek into the backstage of how this podcast is recorded. Okay. You don't get to see the video of this. You hear our amazing voices, but Rob's impression of Andrew has gotten so good that he <laughs> makes the Andrew face. You don't know what this face looks like. I see the Andrew face and it's phenomenal. It's 10 out of 10. Maybe that's the only reason I will miss Andrew babe, Rob, is that we'll never babe, get this again. Come on. Okay. Come on, Puya. Don't be like this. Don't be like this. I'm going to miss this. <laughs> but yeah, so Amira's going to get to say her side of the story, Rob. And I think in answering your question, of do we see them play this out? Andrew's not going to lose his opportunity to be on TV here. No. Andrew is going to make a pouty face, go downstairs, get cameras on him, then come back up and do it. I don't think that's going to change well, anything. Well, he also likes to be the victim. So he will like uh like play this up into that uh that I when I agreed to do this that I this I thought that this was an upstanding television franchise. I didn't know that they would take advantage of my good nature to be manipulated like this. It's just uh beyond the pale. <laughs> This is very much Andrew, and and he's going to say something to that effect for sure. Mm-hmm. That's not going to change at all. 
And quite frankly, I need to see it because I need to close the chapter on him. I can tell you now there is no world where we're going to see these two back again. So at least I can do this knowing that this will be the last time I have to see him and then move on. Yeah. And it will be fine. Yeah. Whereas like obviously the Mike and Natalie's of the world, I'll see you next season. Like you're not going anywhere. So we got to resolve that. We got to resolve uh, Tariq and Hazel. We, we still have two hours left of this. Um, I think next week is one hour. One I could hour? be wrong. Okay. I think it's one hour. Oh, and then what's going to be the next hour? Oh, oh, like on the schedule? Yeah. I am not sure. I can look it up while we're talking yeah, here. But twice. I think because I, when I saw it last week, it was going to be this ne- upcoming week was going to be just an hour slot. Well, yeah, we'll I feel see. like from the commercials I'm watching, TLC is going all in on uh, sister wives, extreme sisters. Are sister shows hot right now? Apparently. Apparently. I can tell you that. I, I have been seeing murmurs of it, but I'll tell you. Sister honest, wife, like, seeking sister wife, extreme sister. What? What is What is this? Is there something that's in the water right now? It's big. It's all about the sisters. I have no idea. I have no idea. I will tell you, outside Sister. of ninety day, <laughs> do you think that was foreshadowing, Rob, all those years ago? <laughs> so sixteen years in the making. Sister, sister. Sorry, eight years. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what to tell you there. I I've surprisingly been able to disengage from from TLC outside of the 90 day franchise. So uh, funnily enough though, next week, 8 PM, we're going to have tell all part two mm-hmm. and then 9 PM. We're going to have sister wives. Okay. Yeah. Um, I talked it through with Nicole last night about uh, if, if, if we had a sister wife uh, situation, she did not seem uh, interested. So when you say you talked it through, what does that entail? I was like, well, like, like, uh, what, what, what do you think it would be like? I said, do you think that it would be like, do you think that maybe it would you and the and the sister wife would be like complaining about me all the time, or do you think they would be like <laughs> me and the sister wife would be like, all right, do not piss off Nicole today, okay? Just whatever you do, uh, like uh, you know, we sort of worked it out where like maybe if it was like a sister wife where she was sort of like like like. You know, it was like in charge of like, um, you know, cleaning up like a kind of more like a like a housekeeper esque sister wife. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that would be maybe maybe that way it would work. That would be the arena. and then also and then she would may- maybe be and not threatening to Nicole. Okay. Well, do you have? I have a feeling. I'm I'm not, I'm a betting guy. I would bet that. That's not gonna happen. Like, <laughs> so, I mean, we're not so, looking. We weren't gonna uh, yeah. gonna explore it. I was just yeah. like as a thought exercise. <laughs> like, how could we? How could we? Uh, like, uh, like if if it was gonna work, I think that's the maybe the only scenario yeah. where uh, if it, it worked out. Right. Uh, I'll but, do this. I'll I'll ask Liana this week, and then I'll report next week what happened with my conversation. With mm-hmm, her. Okay. Given I'm still alive. I mean, this is we're 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 talking about the what you know all these TLC shows. Um, should we talk about Sofa Talk with Stephanie not appearing on TLC anytime soon? Yeah, we we should. We will. Um, I did get mentioned a couple of times of, hey, I tried five minutes. I couldn't. Can you I do did it too. so you don't have to? I did too. Yeah. Yeah. It was a lot. It was a lot. But not only did I sit through it, I've pulled up a forum post with with footnotes to yeah. make sure I don't mince any of it. Speaking of footnotes, yeah, a lot it. of Stephanie's uh, bare feet in the video also. 
bare feet, babies, Baby, uh, yeah. personal trainers. So, like, yeah, the, the direction that Stephanie went with her, you know, uh, one hour tell all video was odd in that it was like basically like TLC tried to portray me as a person who's crazy and on drugs and drunk. And then she was like presented a series of character witnesses who yeah. like, you know me, am I like that? Am I, am I a person that is like you, like you're my personal trainer. Don't you know, you work out with me three times a week. So you know me very well. Am I the kind of person that is crazy or is drunk? Um, so there's a lot of like, you know me. So am I this person? Yeah, so the opening scene is so this is my personal trainer. He's been he knows me for 13 years and personal trainer could have worn pants if you ask me. I think so. He was also manspreading. Ma- major manspreader could not have shorter shorts. So again, yeah. I feel like that this testimony is sus if <laughs> Yeah. You're start. taking focus away from your statement. I wouldn't truly. have started with really the personal are. trainer. Yeah, I wouldn't have either. Because I mean, the way he's looking at the personal trainer, like he's getting cute, uh, he's getting cues from her, and then she's like, "Yeah, yeah, go on and tell him what you wanted to say." And it's like, well, that sounds like you told her him mm-hmm. to say stuff. But the personal trainer's like, "Yeah, I've never seen you tipsy or drunk. I've never seen you take drugs." So that is, and they loved to use this phrase, "character assassination." There was a lot of character assassination on here, which, first of all, can we talk about this? Yeah. A personal trainer should never see you drunk. I feel like you're, it, it, it goes against what you're doing when you're with the personal trainer. Yeah. If they're training you. Um, now, if they're a friend first, personal trainer yeah. second, that's a different story. Not to mention, like, but we have watched with our own eyes, like Stephanie, like with Harris on uh, like uh, in Belize, like uh, where she, that he has a bottle of wine and, and, and she's like, keep pouring keep pouring keep pouring keep it you know so like it's we've we've watched stephanie you know uh you know day drinking like it's not like yeah. uh that you know uh that wasn't like implied by the edit yeah no there was a lot so a lot of what she says in here is stuff that you would expect from people talking about reality tv and production mm-hmm. and how like she brought in her uh, employees that were yes. interviewed. In the show, They're right? employees with babies. Yeah. I was like, you couldn't find a babysitter for this, for this rendition. You, yeah. Isn't there someone else that could have taken you? There's three of you on the couch. Maybe take turns doing this. Yeah. Cause I was like scanning through it. And then at one point I'm like, is there a baby off camera? Yeah. Oh yeah. Baby off camera on camera. At one point they hot potato, the baby from Pam to Stephanie, who gives it to the person on the left, like they definitely there was too much going on in here. But Mm. there was a lot of so to talk about the content of this, there was a lot of they were making me say these things. They were clear like Pam was like they were pushing me to speak specifically about stuff. And I said, I'm not going to do it. And someone was like, yeah, they let her say what she wanted, but they tried to get her to say something else. And I mean, it's honestly stuff that you see very, very often with producers trying to get confessionals out of you for content Mm -hmm. so it wasn't anything out of the ordinary yeah i mean so it sounds like that from the little bit that i was watching of this that stephanie got in contact with 90 day fiance but then her and ryan had broken up it it was it was Mm -hmm. over with her and ryan and 
the producers of 90 Day Fiance realized correctly uh, that this woman, this is, is a superstar. This is gold. Like, uh, who cares if the relationship is over? You need to still try to make it work. You'll be a star. You'll be famous. We need to pursue. We can't let this go now. Yeah. And and she um, talks about how she agreed to do this to advertise her business. And she has said that it tripled her business. Okay. Since being on the show. So good for you. Get Who's the laughing bag. now? Good. Okay. Yeah. Um, she mentions that the most of the Harris stories fabricated. So that's the thing that gets brought up. She mentions that she worked in like subpar like conditions. And, you know, we've talked about the bug bites and stuff. She brings that up a couple mm-hmm. of times. Uh, the conversation of stealthing with regards to Ryan came up yep. and the fact that when she wanted to talk about that stuff, they kind of shushed it up and tried to like, you know, prevent her from talking about that which we've already talked about that not mm-hmm. being okay at all at all so any of the ryan stuff 100 not good at all she did say she was upset that when she found out that ryan was invited back to the 90 day bears all and got a paid appearance to do that and she felt like by them doing that they were promoting someone who had done yeah, that i mean that seems like uh which is gross, you know yeah. unconscionable uh that they yeah. would uh even like like why on earth uh would they like harris i could see uh ryan have him on like they they knew what happened yeah like they, that was a big 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 no-no from my perspective as well um so it was it was again this was 58 minutes 58 minutes a lot of stuff but there was also with stephanie there's a lot of repetition and a lot of rambling so basically the main things here to take away are this was her way of getting setting people straight on hey i'm not like this i'm not i don't drink a lot i'm not because like obviously a lot of the perception was does it does she look okay like she looks like she's under the influence it was a lot of i wasn't under the influence and there was a lot of i looked this way because they made me look this way which i would argue there's moments when you're hula hooping with an eye mat with like glasses on and you're feeding your cat key lime yogurt like you're doing this. They're not making you feed your cat this yogurt. So there's a little bit of that where I think she's, you know, she is just being her and she's not okay with things people have said. But then there's definitely parts of it that I'm like, yeah, it's kind of gross the way they handled this with you and you shouldn't have been on the season to begin with. So I understand why you're coming in trying to give yourself a Mm -hmm. new narrative or fix your narrative, as you would say. She did say she believes she's the villain of the season, and I think that is a big mis- no, mis- I don't think so. You are not the villain <laughs> of the season whatsoever. Um, but yeah, I ultimately this was that was it. Like yeah. there wasn't like big tea spilled on like oh this happened that we didn't know about. There wasn't a lot of surprising stuff in here from me. Yeah. Um, it turns out that the worst character assassination uh, to happen to Stephanie was herself posting an hour long video. Yes. <laughs> like if you want people <laughs> an hour long to- rambling uh, incoherent video uh, with all of uh, her workers. Yeah. Like, again, if you wanted people to take this very much seriously, oh my God, she's about to like do a big expose. Maybe you don't start it with your informal personal trainer kind of just reading a script that you gave him and mm-hmm. and talking about and like atta- like talking about the first thing being that 
I understand if you were going to say like she was portrayed to be intoxicated all the time. That wasn't the case. But you can't say she never got tipsy. She never got drunk. When I'm seeing a bottle of wine gone, like that wine be gone, gone. Mm-hmm. Like there's a little bit of a buzz at the very least. Right. So, yeah, like don't start with that aspect. And then so like how real was the Harris stuff? Uh, because that like if she's saying like, okay, Harris, all the Harris stuff was she did it for the show. She talked about like that the sex was great with Harris also like uh that was she lying uh like did uh you know what what about uh Harris's baby mama was she in on it so i don't have a final take on that i do believe that they can be independent where there was a physical relationship but there wasn't any longevity but i could also see it from the side of literally especially with these last two episodes with Harris, I think it's very obvious to everybody that, oh, Harris wants to move there. Harris sees her as a golden ticket. And people have probably said this on online. So if she's coming to be like, that's not a thing, I think that's her way of saving face um, and not being seen like she's getting conned in any way. So I could also see that being being the case too. But literally, um, ultimately, I think a lot of the internet's responses are still, you still, you contacted Harris. Like whether or not, they told you to do it or whatever you still called him you still like went through with like seeing harris to like have a Mm storyline so i'm i can't be one to say definitively yes or no will there be more episodes of sofa talk with steph it sounds like sofa talk with steph's pilot it won't (laughs) get picked up if she comes back next week with like a all right, here's episode two with 40 more minutes. Like you have nothing else to say. It's not like there's like a second week worth of content unless she goes and gets feedback. The other thing is she's brought up within this, like within her social media space that she's got four people ready to delete any negative comments. So if you go look at the IGTV post, there is not one negative comment in here about what she has said in this hour long mm-hmm. video, which the minute you have that going on, I'm like, okay, there's something, something's got to give because. If there's so obviously, you know, negative comments, if they're just people bashing you, yeah, delete them. Protect your peace, as my mm-hmm. friend Chappelle would say. Don't have that be a problem. But if there's criticism of of your you saying stuff and you're deleting them, you're just suppressing it. Because then I would argue, well, you're letting the people being critical of the 90 day be on your timeline. So you should have both. But yeah, I mean, again, I don't think we're gonna see this, Rob. I was when I clicked on this this morning to watch it, uh, my jaw hit the floor. That this was an hour long. I was like, yeah, an hour. I was watching it for a little bit last night, but then uh, I got through the personal trainer and that was about it. <laughs> That's three minutes. Like, mm-hmm. You were like, I, I've seen enough. I'm mm-hmm. fine. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I well, don't blame you. Look, I love the format. 90 day fiance tell all. Uh, it's fantastic. Let's see what comes up uh, next week. Do you think that they left something in the chamber for next week? Or do you think that they basically. Uh, uh, well, I, I'm going to I'm not going to uh, use any, uh, you know, uh, Brandon <laughs> uh, euphemisms uh, that will say that uh, that they used it all this week. I think it's very possible. Let's just, here's the thing. It's very clear that they are leaning heavily on Tariq and Hazel segment to take us home and to provide content next week because they got nothing. They got, I've watched Tariq and Hazel and Minty. They've got nothing. 
Yeah. They're so bluffing. I don't know how they're going to stretch that out. That's going to be a thing. The Amira and Andrew thing. The, it makes sense why next week's an hour in hindsight, you know, like because I think outside of Tariq, Hazel, Amira, Andrew, and then again, a little bit of the Mike and Natalie with here's Sarah, the girl that. Oh, yeah, Sarah. You know, I forgot about that, Sarah. So that might be their biggest segment, mm-hmm. honestly, which I feel like if you teased us that last week and then this week and then it's next week, it's not going to be great. I don't think. Oh, yeah. How could they do another season of Mike and Natalie on 90 days uh, happily ever after where they're just going to is it just like the next day where it's like, yeah, Mike is not talking to me. And uh, and Mike's like, yeah, I just I don't know. It's just uh, it's the day (laughs) not feeling it. It's a classic case of hate him or hate him. The people are talking about him, right? Mm-hmm. I think we are all very clearly sick of them, but we, because we keep complaining about them, they keep showing up. Like it's the same thing with Colty or Colt of, of the other 90 day seasons where people were done with his nonsense mm-hmm. and he is still being featured on seasons time after time after time. I believe he's going to be on, is he going to be on this next season? He's on single life right now. Don't know why. But they brought him back. Mike and Natalie are clearly that couple this season where, you know, I could look at any of the other ones and I could be like, okay, maybe give me them again. Yeah. Mike and Natalie would have been on my do not want, but because they're on my do not want so badly, Mm -hmm. they're going to be the ones we're going to see again. Okay. All right. We'll see next week. We'll put 90 Day Fiance Season 8 in the books. That's it. That's it, yo. Okay. What's (laughs) going on next for you? So, um, Mass Singer still going strong, Rob. They had the most audacious wild card last week. We have one more wild card this week before we go into the. Super yeah, how's eight it going? I saw eight. Reality Blurred. Uh, that he he said uh, that uh, Andy Denhart, he is the person who writes Reality Blurred. Yeah, so he he was he seemed upset. He said uh, wrote an article the other day. Uh, the Mass Singer is just stupid now. Okay, so let me. We'll do a 60 seconds real quick. So if yeah. you're trying not to be spoiled on Mass false. Singer. False. Okay. Hasn't it always been stupid? Yes. I feel like the show, you should know when you're watching The Mass Singer, you're not expecting hard-hitting TV and you're not expecting the most amazing reality TV. It's exactly what it sounds like. It's people with concealed identities singing. Some sing phenomenally. Some sing horribly. And they give you clue packages to play detective and figure stuff out. Now, the reason this last episode might have been the, the, the catalyst for calling it stupid is because the wild card, Rob, is something that they've introduced this season where they bring someone new in and that person sings and then maybe they get to stick around. So they brought someone new in. They did a performance. And then Nisi Nash, who was the guest judge, until a guest host, sorry, until Nick comes back before the votes got revealed, said, you know what? I'm making the decision tonight. The votes won't matter. I'm eliminating the wild card. Bulldog, you're out. And then Bulldog unmasks and it's Nick Cannon. And Nick Cannon's like, all right, I'm back to host next week. And I was like, okay. So this episode was a bit of a waste because clearly the this wasn't an episode where anything mattered. It was like all going to be a vehicle for Nick Cannon to come back. And no one really liked that. And Nisi's been doing great. So now we know Nisi's not on. So that's sad. And it's all a thing. And then also, yeah, congratulations to Nick Cannon, who is now uh, going to have twins soon. Just oh. got announced over the weekend. Yeah. Congrats. Uh, Nick, and yeah, this is. Does he have Nick a dog? Had, Did he get a dog first to see if he can handle the dog? 
No, I mean, Nick Cannon had a baby, a new baby, like six months ago, and now is got twins with someone else. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's a lot of math. It's right. a lot of math. But you'll yeah. be hosting a lot more seasons of uh, Mass Singer. Yeah, yeah, that, for sure, for sure. But so that's maybe one of the reasons why people said it was stupid. But you know what they say, Rob? Stupid TV makes for entertaining podcasting. So it's been lovely to talk about all of this with Liana week in, week out. And that'll be continuing. Of By the course. way, if Nick Cannon yeah. wants to talk to somebody about birth control, that I can make an appointment for my doctor. If he wants to talk to, if he wants to know about birth control and he wants to talk to my doctor about it, that that's fine. Or, or... We just get him a cameo from Ron and Betty, who we know are on cameo. Mm-hmm. There you go. And then that might be a, that might be helping him out. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> Wyland. Nick Cannon literally is wilding out like the show that he has created. Literally. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. What else am I up to? Of course, Big Brother still going on. Still Big going strong. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> We're at the final seven now. Soon to be six. So that's been great to talk about. I do talk about that Friday mornings with Taryn and Rob. The Circle UK wrapped up. We put a bow on it on Saturday with me, Taryn, Rowan, and Geneva, and it was a phenomenal season. And we're like on the precipice now of the US season coming through, which would be very exciting. Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. It's all happening. All right. Season two of The Circle. Yeah. Of course, uh, we've got a ton going on here over on uh, Rob Has a Podcast, including uh, Big Talking with T-Bird with Danny Boatwright, the stealth bomber. Got to talk to uh, Danny Boatwright, which was a really fun interview uh, to get to talk to her on the week that we talked about Survivor Guatemala. Uh, then uh, we are going to have our discussion of the 26th best season of Survivor, Survivor Gabon, coming up this week on rob has a podcast so uh, a lot of great stuff i'll be back talking about brother canada myself on monday night so uh stay tuned for all that as well all on rob has a website.com and uh we'll be back next week to talk about the finale of your 90 day fiance season eight take care everybody have a good one bye Support for this podcast comes from our friends over at Geico. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do, and it's hard work, but you know it's easy bundling with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your home and car insurance, and it's a good thing, too. You're busy enough. Go to Geico.com, get a quote, and see how much you could save. It's Geico. Easy. Visit Geico.com today.